A Revelation While the party was in full swing and everyone was busily talking among themselves and chuckling over the not-so-magic disappearance of the acorn cups, no one noticed that Madame Mother Comfrey had arrived. Hassa, her hair, had made no sound at all when he drew the wagon onto the grass of the commons. It was Mossy who saw her first. He had just walked over to the oak tree, having decided that it was finally time to reveal his big surprise. Aha, he called to her. Welcome, welcome, Mother Comfrey. I am so very glad you could make it to our party. Well, that certainly caught everyone's attention. Every gnome in Limidor and all the animals, too, loved Mother Comfrey so much, each for their own reason. Mother Comfrey replied, Yes, I sensed there was a celebration going on, and you know, I would not miss it for the world. It's good to see you all again, and see that you are well, she said as everyone crowded around her. As she climbed down to unhitch Hassa the hare from the wagon so he might be free to graze in the commons, Mother Comfrey noticed the curious cloth hanging from the tree. And what is this, Mossy? Is this of your doing? she asked. Yes, it is, dear lady, ahem, he said, turning to the crowd that had gathered around. Now that we are all here, I think it is finally time to unveil my surprise. Gus, lad, would you please come and give me a hand? Gus scurried over and took hold of the cloth. Mossy had lifted the old spoon off the tree peg and held it on and held it on high. The audience stood silently in breathless anticipation. My friends, said Mossy, many of you were with us yesterday when we had our adventure. At that, a ripple of excitement went through the circle as many recalled the day's exploits. Poor Maggie was alone feeling once again, a pang of regret for having missed it. By now, you must all know that we found something mysterious out there, continued Mossy, and the crowd started murmuring. Well, as many of us belong to the race of Gnome, we all know never to let anything go to waste. There is a use and a reuse for everything under the sun. The group readily nodded and voiced their agreement. So, as we are not yet absolutely certain what that item's purpose originally was, I have decided to temporarily give it a new use. Gus, if you please. Everyone gasped in surprise when Gus pulled the cloth off and revealed the large, strange device that had been so recently caked with mud and roots. For there it hung, hardly recognizable, now shining in burnished silvery radiance. I give to you the Lemon Door Ding Dong, announced Mossy as he struck the key with a mighty blow of the large rusty spoon. With a lovely, satisfying sound, the chime made as it sounded out. Its husky ring echoed through the trees in a most agreeable way. Even Mr. Highbow did not fly away, though he did fly to another branch. Well, that was quite a sound. What will we use this thing for, Mossy? asked Gilly. Well, I had thought that since it makes such a special sound, it should only be used for special occasions. Perhaps we could ring it when it was someone's birthday. In that case, said Mother Comfrey, who stepped up to Mossy, lightly snatched the spoon from his hand, and used it and used it to strike the ding-dong with a mighty blow. Happy birthday to me. At first, everyone was surprised into silence, and then they all laughed and cheered for Mother Comfrey, wishing her many happy returns of the day. 
In case you don't know, reader, when a gnome has a birthday, it is the gnome tradition that, instead of receiving gifts, the birthday gnome gives them. Let me see, said Mother Comfrey, counting heads around the circle, so she would know how many people to gift. Who all is here today? Do you know how many people were there at the party, reader? Are you sure? Well, it was just at that point when everyone was helping her add up the number of guests that they all realized that someone was missing. Where was Pebble? And it was just at the point when they realized he was missing that a rather disheveled Pebble came bustling towards them. Yes, Mr. Highbow had told Pebble about the party, but as Pebble was not used to getting up in the morning, he had sadly overslept. If it weren't for Mother Comfrey sounding the ding-dong so loudly, he might have slept through the whole day. Pebble, Pebble, welcome, everyone called out when they saw him. Poor Gus felt awful. He was very fond of Pebble, and yet he hadn't noticed his absence at the party. It really was not surprising, though, with all the confusion about the disappearance of the nut cups and the presenting of the ding-dong, as Mossy called it. Gus went right up to Pebble and said, I am so happy you made it, Mr. Pebble. So much has happened in the last few days. Did you see this? He said, showing him the immense silvery key. I've wanted to talk to you about it. Oh, hello, Gus, Pebble said a bit blearily. It's good to see you, too. What is this thing? He asked, running his hand over the metal of the ding-dong. That's just it. I think it is a key. A key to a giant's door. The one that you showed me on the mountain. Hmm. Remind me, Gus, what is a key again? Oh, I'm sorry, Pebble. Keys are what tall ones use to secure things, to keep them safe from others. Oh, Pebble, it's hard to explain right now, Gus said with frustration. But I think this device has something to do with the door on Star Mountain. Aha, I see, replied Bubble, Pebble still examining the key. He was just about to say something else when Mother Comfrey called everyone over. Her summons distracted Pebble so that he forgot what he was going to say. It seems that even gnomes get a bit forgetful when they get older. Gus and Pebble agreed that they would talk later and turned to join the others. What was it that Mother Comfrey was going to say to them all?